This episode of the PC Perspective Podcast is brought to you by Harry's. For guys who want a great shave experience for a fraction of what you're paying now, go to harrys.com. And now Harry's is offering a free trial set. Just pay shipping by using code PCPER at checkout. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the PC Perspective Podcast. This is episode 423 being recorded on November 2nd, 2016. I'm Ryan Shrout. I'm Jeremy Hellstrom. I'm Josh Walrath. And I'm Alan Malbantano. And uh, welcome to the new and improved PC Perspective <laughs> it's Podcast. so different. In a brand new location. Clearly, you can tell from everything around us yeah. uh, that we're in a brand new spot, 1.6 miles from our previous spot. Uh, Which made moving... It's, uh, it's like a hop, skip, and a jump. Yeah. Made moving relatively simple. Yeah, we did a lot... Like not as much packing as much as like set things down in the back of a twenty-seven foot U-Haul, drive real slow over to the other place, and carefully un unpack it or broom it off here. Now, well, maybe I'll show turn the camera around after after the podcast and the after show. But it, like this place is a disaster right now. Yep, as you would expect. It's amazing how much stuff we had crammed into a twelve hundred square foot area. Yeah, and how. I don't feel like like I remember when I mo- we moved it all in. I looked at it and I got, I said we should have bought someplace twice as big as this. <laughs> like once everything gets put away, it'll be yeah. Once know. things just are kind of like spray, sp- sprawled out on the floor, I guess it will be a little bit better. Um, and then you can start on the second layer. Yeah, I, I mean where where everything that was put here was like zero height. <laughs> Nothing was based on height. It was just spread everything well, out the, the on thing the thing that worried me is we built all those shelves in that storage room. Yeah, and we're not using and them the right way yet. And they've got stuff on them. It's That's not true. organized well, but they've got stuff on them. And then, yep. like, I keep looking at, like, all of the existing shelving units, and there's not anything not on them. Yeah. Like, we didn't move. I don't know. We'll see. There's a lot of uh, uh Ryan, Ryan did this awesome power move with the, with the shelving units just by buying a bunch of plastic wrap. And just wrapping around the shelving yeah. units because shelving units are on wheels, right? And just roll the whole dang shelf up into the truck with everything still I, on. It. I was like, we're not gonna, I'm not gonna take everything off these shelves and put them in boxes. So stretch, stretch wrap it was around it, and like whatever rustles around and may get broken, whatever it happened. I, don't, I haven't found anything broken. I, yet. I haven't seen anything yet either. Uh, the only potential mistake is our processor shelf <laughs> should <laughs> should have been. <laughs> Uh, cleaned out separately. Yeah, it, it turned um, into a game of Plinko. Uh, but luckily, you know, Intel processors, they don't have pins. Yeah. AMD processors, not they've so got much. pins. They do have pins, but, you know, we don't use them as often. That's so true. there's that. You know, there's, there's a little bit of advantage there. Um, so there was a story I was going to tell before yeah. we actually started. What was it? I forgot now. Josh, what was I? Why are you asking me these things? Said save it for the podcast. Talking about the church, something about the church. Yeah, I know. I don't remember what it was. Now I said, "Oh wait, I'll tell the story. We'll, uh, we'll save it for the podcast." Oh. I don't know. Yeah, somebody's asking the chat. We got our fiber line in on last Monday, so we had it for just over a week. Seems to be working uh, fine. Still running a bunch of cables and figuring out where power outlets are going to be installed and all that type of stuff. Um, so there's there's that. Uh, yeah. All all I asked was, how is the new space? Oh. Yeah, and that's what you okay, said. Okay, well, you I explained gonna, it then. Yeah. It's here. And how about the carpet? It's fine. Did you Great. patch in that spot with yeah. the accent color? We d- we did patch it in, and then uh, yesterday, the day before, Alan cut it so that it fit perfectly in it and glued it down. Yeah, and actually, all that stuff, it, so. so it's actually the same level as the rest of the carpet yeah. now. So Did you apply shoe polish to it to try to match? <laughs> no. 
it actually it actually kind of makes more sense now it's like this is the set area yeah it doesn't look awful like if we had any other thing set up on this section it would look stupid because we have this gray industrial carpet yeah and then it goes into like a home carpet of like kind of a nicer nicer brownish tan stuff Uh, but now it just looks like oh this is the spot they designated for that so Mm -hmm. you know we'll say it was on purpose uh but yeah everything's up and running we've got tons of space we're just trying to figure out how to do it all i've got a ton of stuff to catch up on in terms of content and articles and stories and videos to do so i don't know when we're going to get into like actually taking advantage of the new space but uh hopefully it'll 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 be soon uh all right so uh we do record the show live on wednesday nights if you are not watching us it's wednesday at 10 p.m eastern 7 p.m pacific at pcper.com slash live if you need a little reminder you can go to this page here um which will uh ask you for your name and your email address and we send you a little notification uh that just says hey you know we're gonna do this live stream blah 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 sign in uh hang out talk in the chat room sometimes it's most of the time it's just our weekly podcast every once in a while we do other events uh where we'll have people in from out of town or yeah we'll be and doing don't be events. offended if you get an email back that asks what's your mother's maiden name and the name of your first pet <laughs> just go ahead and answer those send it back yep. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. and we'll use those as, as security questions for uh, the PC per mailing mailing list. It's 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 very true. I can't. Yeah, I got I got I got nothing for it. Um, uh, but we will gladly accept stolen credit card data. No, we won't. No, no, Josh, don't collect that. Um, also, don't forget, we do have our uh, Patreon campaign running. Um, that is at patreon.com slash PCPer. Uh, that's your way to, if you feel like, hey, the, they, they finally did the move. Let's, let's give them uh, a little bit of bump here because we're going to have to like double or triple our light output. Uh, because what we that did before true. was we kind of like cheated and rotated lights to the other set. And now we won't be able to do that because we've got so much more space. We have to fill in new lights. Uh, also, surprise cost. Uh, the ceilings are significantly higher. Yeah. So I, my light pole extensions that hang the cameras from the ceiling aren't long enough anymore. So I had to buy a bunch of new uh, light pole <laughs> extensions. It's these little things that kind of like, oh, uh, the wall outlets are further separated. Did you know you could buy 25-foot ATX power cables? Like standard power supply, power cables. Yeah, it's a pretty long cable. It's, a, it's yeah, yeah, it is. It's only nine bucks each though. So you know, mm-hmm. hey, thanks, China. Um, just a, a lot of things like that are uh, are still being worked out. And also, what we are doing is we're figuring out like, hey, we have a, a lot of extra tables and desks we weren't using before that we can now have space to utilize so and again if you uh, make a contribution for the first time or update your contribution increase it while we record the live stream i will read your name off here um so yeah without the without the patreon uh uh, that we have going at to this point we wouldn't have been able to actually move into this this type of space so it will so so do you have a a cot area for me to stay in when my wife kicks me out not yet. We, we got a bathroom and shower. Don't we've got you? two bathrooms. There's no shower nice. yet, but I want to put one. Oh. I'm gonna. I think what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna take the second bathroom and just actually make it like a shower area, like a so, shower. So room. the women's bathroom is gonna get a shower. I think how it's gonna a, be the men's bathroom will turn into the shower because it's got the urinal on it, which kind of sets up. Mm. I don't know spacing wise. Can, can you make it kind of a shower sauna? I could. I could do that. There's. I mean, they're no, you're big, talking. They're there's nothing rooms. like you know a nice. Uh, I think the room is small enough that it would be a sauna anyway. after the podcast. It'll be right there. Uh, but I do have a room with a door. It has a gross carpet in it that I haven't replaced yet. Uh, but that could be your room, Josh, when you want to hang out. Okay. So, there's that. 
Uh, oh, and a, and a quick let's do a quick uh, summary here of the PC per VLAN. If you missed it, you suck. Present company included. Uh, that we had that uh, on Saturday, Jeremy. What was uh what was the the kind of output here? We gave away a lot of stuff. I know. Oh yeah, uh, there were well over fifty attendees constantly. I think they peaked out just over ninety. Nice. Uh, and it went for a very long time. Uh, there were a bunch of prizes from the two long-standing uh, supporters of this VLAN, which is AMD. They give away an FX eighty three fifty with a Wraith cooler. Nice. And an RX four eighty. Nice. Uh, Epic Games also showed up again uh, with their fancy little Epic and Unreal grab bags of a whole bunch of old stuff from Epic Studios. That if you've seen any of the pictures of it, it's yeah, it's not the most valuable thing, but it's pretty damn neat. I'm jealous of that. Yeah, you know, I, I like. I've seen some. That of would it. be some pretty cool memorabilia to have. So, yeah, I, and I, some of it signed. <laughs> by some and of the old be team all within arm's reach of me if i had it here <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah and then you guys tossed in uh headsets cases a z170 uh an x99 uh gtx 1060 I, all in all the, i think it was about 10 prizes you guys gave away so if you didn't show up not only did you miss a bunch of good gaming you missed a chance to win some pretty good prizes we will have another one in the not-too-distant future, so uh, uh, pay attention to the website and to this podcast for, for that. <clears throat> All right, let's get into our uh, reviews for the week. Um, light week, actually. Well, light, we've light been week, busy. Light week on content. Um, <laughs> we did do a lot of stuff on this side in terms of moving and all that. But uh, Sebastian did get a review up of the Logitech Prodigy uh, G231 gaming he- headset on this. Um, this is part of Logitech's uh, uh, budget brand, the the Prodigy brand that they created. That's really meant to like, hey, we're going to create three accessories that are sixty nine bucks a piece, and they're going to be pretty good quality for for what you get. Uh, there's obviously going to be some feature and quality differences compared to the really expensive parts. Um, but the G two thirty one actually, Sebastian gave an editor's choice to came away pretty impressed. Um, he even said that like. The so this is this is analog only. It's not digital. Um, you know, it's it's plastic all around in terms of ear cups, the headband, and all that type of stuff. Uh, the the microphone does flex a little bit, but it doesn't like extend out. You just kind of fold it up. So by analog only, you mean it doesn't even come with a, a DAC or anything? Uh, I don't think it does actually. Uh, no, it doesn't look like it comes with a DAC. It okay. comes with a splitter, so you can use it. Uh, it has a single cable, like a four is it four pole, so you can use it with like an Xbox controller. Yeah, uh, and then it has a splitter, so you can plug it into your computer as a uh, headphones headphone and mic, microphone. You know, input okay. on on, di- on those different ones. Um, sixty nine bucks. Actually, I got to correct that. When he wrote this, it was actually on sale for forty nine, but it is sixty nine dollars again. Uh, and we'll they shouldn't have rated it so high. They were jacked it up because of that. Yeah, well, sixty nine dollars was the expected MSRP on this. It's just a matter of you know. Sometimes people have sales at the wrong times, or the, you know, there's never a wrong time to have a sale. But yeah, for the as the author of a thing, you know, he said these are really comfortable. Um, uh, all things considered, uh, soft enough ear, ear cup pads were generous and soft enough to provide good com- uh, comfort. Breathable cloth material on them. Um, you know, he did compare them again to the G uh, six thirty three and nine thirty three. Um, the, but the, the, like those are significantly higher priced. They're a little bit more uh, expensive, and, and they're better because of it. 
Um, what are you doing over here? I'm just changing to hockey. You know what I'm saying? Right. Hockey. Mm-hmm. No, it's what? baseball tonight, not hockey. The yeah. one that's the one that's closer for me to hit. Okay. You're gonna screw up everything else for when he comes back. Top of the seventh, one out. There six you go. To three. Just letting you know. Thank you. Six to three still. I appreciate it. <sighs> um, the microphone sounded pretty good. It, like you can see here, it does have the the flex in it, so you can move it away from you or to you. Uh, the the cable is about six, just over six feet. Um, and the Y splitter is is theirs. What does have inline volume and mute buttons, which is which is a nice nice touch. Now, in terms of audio quality, he actually and Sebastian is a, is a, is an audio guy. He's a snob. Yeah, yep. they're forty mil drivers. Uh, they have a lot of bass, maybe a little bit heavy on the bass, but they sound remarkably good for a sixty nine dollar headset. Uh, he you know played some games on them, watched movies. Um, you know, sound effects, dialogue, all that type of stuff is t- is tested through it. Ignored his um, small child screaming at him. Right. Hey, whatever helps. Yeah. At that point. Um, so, you know, he said these are among the best he's, uh, headphones he's heard at the price. Right. So obviously they're not the best headphones he's ever heard. But if you take the $69 price into consideration, uh, that's pretty good. And he said for the most part, the sound from the G231 is indistinguishable from the G633 headset that he had on hand, uh, which is like a $150 headset from Logitech. Wow. Has a lot of different features, right? Yeah. Uh, capabilities, but... Uh, Probably the same drivers quality, or something. Uh, I don't know the answer to that. So I don't know the answer to that. It's a good question because they spent a lot of money on those uh, on those drivers. Yeah, I think they uh, might the materials duplicate they, some. You, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's going to have less electronics and crap in there, but if they, you know... All the drivers amortize the the R and D on those across multiple product lines. Then, then yeah, it's it's a positive thing. Agreed. So uh, I spent a little bit of time with these before I sent them to him for review, and they and they seemed pretty good. I yeah. trust his opinion more than mine on those headsets. To be honest, uh, that's why I sent them to him to do the reviews of. And um, if nothing else, check out that cool. Uh, actually, let me go back. Let me go back a page here, where he bought this cool uh, uh, plastic. Headphone stand for like photos and stuff. Oh, mm-hmm. it looks a little bit like Josh's head. A, l- a little bit, but yeah. he he can't stack my head when he's not using it down by all of his case boxes in the basement. I mean, he oh. could try. I mean, he could. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he would be wanted for capital murder. <laughs> <I bet. laughs> eh, you know, win some, you lose some. Um, so that's the only actual review that we had this week. But we do. I did uh, think it would be. Interesting to talk about uh, one of the news topics and a couple of giveaways before we get to our ad break. Uh, one here is I did a short little bit of testing on DirectX 12 multi So This is the only thing I've been able to do since, you know, kind of planning and starting this whole move idea. Um, Deus Ex Mankind Divided came out, what was that, like a month ago, a couple of months ago now. Um, but they released a DX12 patch for it. But you had to like go into um, the settings beta. and select a beta branch in Steam yep. yeah. for it to work. Now they've they've gotten rid of that. DX12 is now part of the mainland uh, mainline patch, mainline build, uh, and also they integrated um, early support for multi GPU. Now this isn't SLI; it's not Crossfire. It is, you know, implicit adapter multi GPU. No wait, which one is it? Implicit or explicit? I thought it was it's explicit. Yeah. Yeah, so DX12 is, you know, the game is, knows about each GPU uh, and it's handling it in an interesting way. So I hooked it up to our normal test bed and, you know, the RX 480 is the one that everybody wants, you know, that's, that's the new AMD card. So we took the competitive uh, 1060. 
uh, and notice that like it doesn't it, it scales really well on AMD. Yeah, going from one to two RX 40s, but doesn't scale at all at 1060. Now it's worth noting that that is not a, that is not because like oh the GTX 1060 doesn't support SLI. Uh, it doesn't have an SLI bridge. This would not be using SLI anyway because it's a DX12 title. It's using right. the where it just sees two GPUs. Is the game not coded for? No, the uh, game is coded for that. It's it's going to be the driver support. Right. If, correct me uh, if I'm wrong, but nope. yeah, it, it sees it as two GPUs, and in software, it then balances out the load right. and can do some really interesting things in theory. I had heard from an ex- I'd heard from an external source that the Nvidia driver actually is doing it on purpose, like it's like forcing implicit or something. It, it's well, it's like forcing a, a weight loop almost on it type of thing. Like, Why? Um, maybe they haven't done their debugging to the point oh. where they're happy with it yet, type of thing. So just make it not work. So make it not work until we know that they're comfortable with it. I guess. Okay. Um, but it, it does work today on on AMD's RX four eighty. I didn't test other hardware, but it, there's no reason it shouldn't work on like the Fury titles or the Fury games and stuff. And if you look at this graph uh, that looks at frame times, like it doesn't you know in, in, impact your your frame sure, times. You got or your, some spikes, but it, otherwise that's a fairly solid line. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yep. you've got you've got a handful of spikes, but there's a couple in the green there. Uh, and keep in mind that this data is gathered through Presentmon not through our uh, capture stuff. The capture stuff had already been torn down uh, when we were doing this test. So the, there's a little bit of a, a story on that and a, and a video on it. But it's interesting because um, there's – AMD has been talking about multi-GPU for DirectX 12 for a while. Mm-hmm. Right? They, you know, when Raja was here, you know, the, 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 the VP at, at Radeon Technologies Group was here. He talked about multi-GPU being very important to them for the future. And when, when we had NVIDIA on, they talked about, you know, it's going to be a wait-and-see type of thing. It's going to be – it's very different. We're, we don't know how it's all going to come together. And you can kind of see with this uh, – what's another one? I think Civ 6 and um, the uh, Sirius Sam VR – kind of like early access thing that they're working on those. I think all three of those support DX 12 multi GPU and it works on Radeon parts, but it doesn't work on GeForce parts. So I don't think that's like the long term thing. I don't think NVIDIA is just going to not support it, um, yeah. but it does, you know, you have to give credit to AMD when they, when they deserve it, right? Like they, they have either, they've put in the work to make this, and enable it for consumers today. You don't have to wait for it, right? And um, if you watch the video, we actually have 25 by 14 result as opposed to just 1080p. And, you know, you, you basically go from like 35 frames per second to 70 frames per second, almost 100% scaling, uh, which makes it, you know, a 30 frames experience to a 70, 60, 70 frames per second experience. And it's still a consistent frame time. So, you know, that's like fundamentally changing how you can play the game if you have a 25 by 14 monitor. So there are still benefits to multi-GPU. Obviously, it's more complicated, but game, some of the game developers are, are taking the time uh, to do it. Um, you know, it, it, okay, yeah. I, I've got to interject this. It almost seems like with Microsoft pulling multi-GPU back into DirectX, it's almost like kind of the birth, well, the like going back to 2003 when we started to see multiple core CPUs start hitting and the software environment starting to take advantage of that do you see what I'm kind of going at here 
Not really. Okay, we're taking away the hardware limitations, mm-hmm. and the software is looking at the entire system and saying, I can utilize these resources in a way that will increase performance because, like with dual processors, you needed to have compiler support. You needed to have application support. Thanks to take advantage of this. Now, it's it's different in ways because we've had multi-GPU for a long time, but that, again, has been really dependent on the driver, the implementation. So think back of Fury Max when uh, ATI, you know, before there was really multi-GPU in an effective way, they kind of programmed this from, from scratch. But now we're, we're doing a more generalized programming mm-hmm. that is more accessible to software. Um, and again, it's, it's more software controlled that they can actually utilize these things potentially more yeah. effectively potentially. and without driver patches that, you know, maybe two years in the future, you don't need to have necessarily a, a new driver that will enable multi-GPU on certain titles because sure. they'll actually be using DirectX for that kind of functionality. Yeah, I could, yeah, I could see that. That would be um, an ideal and fantastical world. Um, <laughs> and I live in an ideal and fantastical <laughs> world. I'd like to see that. I think, I think uh, later this week I might um, take a look at the, the Sirius Sam VR thing and just see how it scales as well. I actually need to hook all my VR stuff back up again anyway, so it's a good opportunity uh, to utilize it. So uh, we, will, we will do that. Um, before we get into our ad break here, let's take a we – we have a couple of contests to talk about. MSI is turning 30 years old apparently, um, which is younger than I didn't than know they were born the same day I was, the same year I was. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So MSI, they might have been in advance of you. Younger than I am. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, but they're doing 30 giveaways over 30 days from November 1st and November 30th. Uh, Scott has a post up on here. Jeremy, do they list anything that they're giving away? Is there is there a list uh, of each thing or do you have to go every day? Oh, no. You can see the entire list, which sort of rotates between uh, 1050 Ti's, uh, GTX 1070's, and 1080's, a couple of 1060's tossed in. There we go. Uh, a 480 for change every once in a while. Bunch of X99 motherboards, Z170 motherboards, uh, MSI gear, uh, their, their little accessories uh, line. And it accumulates with the unique GFROSS. GTX 1080 30th <laughs> Anniversary Edition. Oh, uh, One of a kind. One of a kind. Uh, clearly. I mean, in the last days, they're giving away a GS73 VR laptop, uh, the MSI GS uh, gaming system, and then the GFROSS. GFROSS. Now, if that's if that's what NVIDIA's next branded, uh, those are the best. Are, those are the best GPUs. Uh, we'll, we'll be. We're not swapping the numbers anymore. We're swapping the letters. <laughs> what, what what is their their silver thing that they maybe didn't announce but leaked? Did you see that? Silver, no, I, I didn't. Silver thing. Quicksilver. From who? From MSI. MSI. I don't know. I'll, look it up while we're talking in the ad sure. break or whatever, and then we'll, we can we can discuss. Because I, I, I did not see it. I did not see it. Uh, AMD is also doing a giveaway. Um, Jeremy, what is this one about? It's it's a uh, a social media network for PC gamers, whatever that is. The, the first ever, apparently. Sure, why not? Because, um, yeah, you know. But Cause, cause uh, gamers, so it, gamers uh, sorry, never talk about stuff the, on social media. 
<laughs> yeah, you know, it's it's never happened before. But it's G Tribe is what they're calling their social media network. And so it's AMD Gaming, Logitech, XFX, Gigabyte, Seasonic, HyperX, Seagate, Swift Tech, CyberPower PC, and Kinguin. The the place where you buy those where I bought my Windows keys. Uh, yeah. Steam keys. Uh, on the other hand, I'm pretty sure that the BF1s that you can win are, are going to be legitimate. So you get 10 uh, chances just to pick a Battlefield 1 code, but there's four grand prize winners that get uh, a CyberPower PC and, you know, uh, and they don't really tell you too much about it, but mm-hmm. y- you sort of look at the, the picture and you, you get an idea that you know, this is not an awful thing. Uh, AMD FX8370, RX480, uh, 8 gigs of RAM. There uh, it is. Uh, Gigabyte 990FX motherboard, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Looks like you get a 240 gig SSD, a 2 terabyte Seagate uh, hard drive, Seagate uh, Seasonic Prime power supply. So, yeah, and obviously a bunch of Logitech gear. And it has an optical drive. Of course it does. Of course it does. It's an LG 14X internal Blu-ray burner. As you do. That's, that's so either join the Twitters or the uh, Facebooks to get your chance to win. Fair enough. So there you go. Two two contests for you to uh, uh, to to deal with or to have access to uh, while uh, while we didn't post up any reviews really over the week. I'm sure this next week will be much more productive, right, everybody? Yes. Yeah. Right, everybody. All right. Uh, let's take a quick second here to thank today's podcast sponsor just like last week we've got uh, our our shaving partner as i like to call them i always like to have shaving partners right josh um <laughs> uh, this episode of this very show is brought to you by harry's uh harry's was started by two guys none of neither of which named harry uh jeff and andy who are fed up with being overcharged for razors so they decided to start their own razor brand to give guys everywhere what they deserve a great shave at a fair price they're not going to try to rip you off uh, or and since they ship you the razors, you don't have to like go find the 15 year old clerk at Walgreens to unlock the, unlock thing for the you. plastic case for razors, uh, which is which is a nice addition there. Um, they bought a factory with over 100 years of blade making experience, so they could make their own high quality razors, sell them online, ship them directly. For half the uh, price of the leading brands, which is good. Uh, Harry razors, Harry's razors include everything you need for a close, comfortable shave. Uh, Alan, if you would show them in this box right here, oh, this, yes, this very device. Uh, you have five German-engineered blades, and if I know anything about the Germans, they know how to make blades. They know how to make sharp <laughs> objects, right? And like, pass tests. Yes, in that. Yes, uh, there is a lubricating strip. Josh, big fan of lubrication. Yeah, on his razors. You're you're the one from Kentucky. Uh, What's that got to do with anything? Well, because his his favorite spread is the KY KY lubrication. He likes the jelly. Uh, There's a flex hinge for a comfortable glide. There's a trimmer blade for hard to reach places. That's on the back of the blade. Look how easy that pops off. Yeah, it so. does. It does. It does yeah. come off pretty easy. Right. Uh, it's a weighted ergonomic handle. They have several different options. Uh, the one we have here is kind of a, a, a rubbery texture to it for better grip. If you happen to shave in the shower or something like that, all this you don't want that lube strip to be infringing upon your grip. Correct. Correct. All this for two dollars a blade compared to four dollars or more you'll pay at the drugstore. That's sixteen dollars you save every time you buy an eight pack of blades. 
plus additional savings when you subscribe to Harry's Shave Plan. Harry's is so confident in the quality of their blades, they'll send you their popular free trial set, which we have here, I believe, which comes with a razor, a five-blade cartridge, and shaving gel. Free when you sign up for a shave plan, just pay shipping. Plus, there's a special offer for fans of our show, or even if you're not a fan, if you're just listening to it, you happen to be. Uh, if you enter code PCPER at checkout uh, to get a post-shave balm added to your order for free. All right. Post-shave balm. Go to harrys.com, H-A-R-R-Y-S.com right now. Enter the code PCPER at checkout. Claim your free trial set and post-shave balm. It's harrys.com, code PCPER. We thank them for their support of uh, this train wreck of a show uh, called <laughs> PC Perspective. So. Uh, it was also kind of a, a, a lighter week in terms of news items. We're going to talk about a handful of them, starting with this. Qualcomm buys NXP in what I believe is the largest technology purchase ever. What do they do? What NXP, is- semiconductors. Um, I mean, as Jeremy wrote here, they supply chips which handle keyless entry, entertainment systems, RF comms, and even USB chargers, cars. Okay. That type of stuff. That's so car stuff. What, what was the amount for this? Um, $47 billion. Yeah. 40s. With a B? With a B. Wow. With a B. So NXP is a large company, as you might imagine. Uh, yeah. Um, this, this is interesting because Qualcomm is already kind of a big player in SOC. But, Josh, why would they feel the need to buy a company like this? to get into areas where you thought maybe they would be able to make inroads on, on their own? Is it like, hey, this car thing is happening really quick and we need to make sure we're in on it? Sure. You know what? Okay. <laughs> Any kind of, of, of startup is going to essentially cost billions of dollars when it comes to ASICs and the advanced functionality that they see in so many different areas it's yeah. it's not like 1993 we can get five guys in a garage start laying stuff out you know uh, uh, get some relatively inexpensive software and make a a million gate uh chip and be able to sell that on the market you're not going to be able to do that anymore it's it's you've got so much competition from all the other traditional automotive electronics guys um the avionics guys who have been doing this and, and kind of selling it off the side as well, uh, you know, like the Lockheed Martins and, and whatnot. And then you've got NVIDIA, who's invested a ton of money into this area. And, I mean, you just, if you want to catch up, you got to look around and you got to pick companies up that yeah. may not be doing well but have garnered and gained a lot of experience in this area that you can hopefully – integrate into your company, get some of their products, get them into shape, uh, use the capital that you have as a larger company, and to be able to have a effective and competitive product in a relatively short period of time right. rather than hiring 15 people and then hiring another 100 people around them and then hiring another 500 people and just, yeah, that Is- takes years and years versus I'm going to just spend a couple billion dollars and get going right away. Well, 47. And how much? 47. Yeah. It's a lot of money. Like, I, I think Jeremy points out in here that like, it's possible that Qualcomm sees, okay, there's maybe, maybe the, the, the mobile phone market 
isn't shrinking as much as it is like competition has picked up tremendously in there from you know, your rock chips and your media techs and, and the like. Uh, uh, you could even say your apples at this point. Yeah, uh, yeah, they, definitely. They, they've had a very shockingly poor quarter but for anyone at Apple anyways. Well, yeah. Um, so it, it's possible that them kind of buying this, buying NXP is kind of, okay, we want to be in all these fields. And if you look at this diagram on this post that Jeremy made, like these are all areas that NXP was in. And automotive products, right? Yeah, well, for car, forty-seven says, billion dollars, they've got their fingers in a lot of pies. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And Qualcomm, uh, for the last couple of years, we've been seeing them do stuff with Qunix, uh, which forget about the BlackBerry side of it is the de facto OS for most car bits, right? Uh, especially on Fords and a couple of other manufacturers. That's the operating system they're based off of. It happily runs on Qualcomm and Snapdragon. It will easily run on ARM, and that is mostly uh, what these guys are doing uh, NXP. Right. They're just ARM licensed because, well, hey, if you're working at that low power, you, you license ARMs. Who else would you go to? So it, it's, it's an interesting step, and it's just sort of a merger of a bunch of different players in this field, of, including one of the largest for mobile devices, one of the largest for mobile vehicles so it's going to be interesting to see what comes out of this uh, it's yeah it's a lot of money <laughs> somebody's gonna have to show some profit off this it really is um there was a lot of stuff happening in the world of gpus for nvidia that wasn't great over the last week or two mm-hmm. uh starting with this this interesting thing on gtx 1070s um <laughs> uh gtx 1070s uh, are getting apparently some of them are getting vBIOS updates because of memory chip changes. Micron. So uh, all the first 1070s, 1080s shipped with Samsung memory, right? Uh, or no, I'm sorry, we're talking about just the 1070s here because the 1070s have uh, GDDR5, the 1080s have G5X, right? Okay, is that right? Yeah, you're correct. So. Uh, Apparently, at some point, some of these vendors, some of these add-in card vendors are switching to Micron G5 modules. Which should work. Uh, But they are apparently much more finicky. um, Temperature? Clock speeds. And and temperature. Overclocking memory. And voltage. And voltage. Because it, like, undervolts things and bad things happen. Now, as as far as I know... Is this not? This isn't something that affects you if you're running your card at stock speeds, I assume, right? Correct. Okay. This is just like, hey, I was, you know, this I'm card things a little bit more, yeah. and uh, you know, it goes into this not a wait state, but a lower power state. But the clock speed is still up, and it right. causes issues. Yeah. Hmm. So uh, looks like Digital Trends lists EVGA, Gamer, and Palette, uh, but it looks like Asus. Um, Gigabyte MSI are still MIA in terms of like releasing updates for this. I don't, you know, I guess if, if you can just get a VBIOS and fix it, that's good. Um, but interesting that like just switching a, a memory vendor will uh, will do that. I don't know. I, I I had some people email me about this, and I was like, I haven't had any 1070 sent to me basically since launch. Yeah. So I don't have any that have Micron memory on them, um, and kind of buy if I just buy two or three at Newegg or something like that, it's just going to be luck of the draw what you get at that point. Um, but uh, it looks like they're they're addressing it. What I think maybe is a potentially significantly more 
drastic problem or uh, um, could be, I guess, is this issue with EVGA and the over- overheating VRMs. Um, There's nothing more fun than exploding VRMs. Yeah, so I, you know there was like a video that went around of like a GTX 1080 catching on fire, apparently. Um, oh, so that's the temperature one. The Micron one was the uh, chip speed doesn't change quick enough. Correct. All right. This yeah, we've is gone from stability to whoosh. Now we're just melting. To shit on fire, yo. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So whoosh. So this is this is something that apparently EVGA. This is EVGA specific because of the way they designed their cooler. Um, uh, it's and it's ACX 3.0 specific as well because they, the heat sink doesn't cover the VRMs. And, That's weird. Uh, at least from what uh, yeah, it is. Like Jacob he- sent us, mm-hmm. a a lot of the time it focuses on GPU temp, the fan. Right. So if the GPU isn't ridiculously hot, uh, and sometimes in Fermark, for instance. It's not hot as hot as the memory is, or the VRMs are, mm-hmm. and so the fan's spinning about thirty percent, thirty-five percent, because it, I, I believe that part of that ACX is about acoustic quietness. Sure. So it stays at thirty percent or so, not really blowing much air across the less rest of the uh, uh, surface-mounted stuff on that card, and therefore. I believe, as they put it, because I really like did like this phrase when I quoted it. Um, uh, the the thermal temperature of the PMWM and memory was just marginally within spec, just short of bursting into flames. <laughs> well, <that's> just <laughs> failure, right? Like, that is kind of what that means. It's really weird to see, like, I mean, I've done a lot of GPU water clocking or water clocking, water cooling. And overclocking and like every cooler I've ever come across, be it a water block or the stock cooler I take off, mm-hmm. has always had thermal pads to the VRMs mm-hmm. and had surfing had they contact. They didn't do it this time they for didn't some do it. reason. It's like I don't know, like well, who thinks to like there's already a heatsink going over that stuff usually. Like the, usually, it's just yes. a huge plate. It's there going was, over everything. I don't know where I saw the uh, picture. At. It's not in this post, uh, but there is a uh, there's like a side by side of like. Here's ACX 2.0. Here's ACX 3.0. Where they they did have this before. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they didn't do it. So their fix is apparently to increase the fan speed curve yeah. a little bit so that it cools down the VRMs. But it's still running better. super hot. Well, the fan will be cooling uh, the VRMs. Oh sure, but so it won't run as hot, right? Yeah. Now it'll be louder, know. but it'll be at sixty percent. Seventy percent. It, it'll so still. It's going to keep things down. The, I would like to know how much louder. Like the VRMs are still going to. The VRMs are still going to run much hotter than they would have with heat sink contact. Can, so the the VBIOS yes. will fix the fan curve, but they're also Jeremy correct me if I'm wrong. They will send people wrong. free the thermal pads. Yes, they they've got a thermal pad kit that uh, oh, you so, sign up. So they just did register put, for EVGA. They'll they just, ship you these thermal pads that should have been on there. In the first place. Is that the issue? The heatsink is actually, like, it's not like they re-engineered it and there's just a hole over the VRMs. There's, like, no metal. No, it's just not metal. touching the VRMs. They, they just have a touching. thermal pad that will at least take a couple of degrees off and not make it catch on fire. Yeah, well, I'm sure, I'm sure it'll take more than a couple of degrees yeah. off if it's a... Yeah. And, and in theory, that's going to reduce a little bit of the power draw, which make, will make the VRMs on the back of the board happier. Right. I mean, Th- that- They also offer a different solution. 
because uh, we did get the, the the actual response from them today. Mm-hmm. Uh, RMA your card. Uh, the post that I put up today uh, lists the exact model numbers, but more or less, if you've got a, a Pascal-based EVGA card that's using uh, ACX 3.0, you're not comfortable with flashing your VRAM, or okay. sorry, your VBIOS, you're not comfortable with putting on uh, these heat pads, or frankly, you just want to get rid of the damn thing and get a new one because you don't know how much damage has been done to it at this point. Yep. Although with VRMs, it's it's... It's binary. It's either dead or it's fine. They will do a crossover RMA. So you sign in, uh, and that there is a guest login, which I link to, as well as the member login. So even if you're just first EVGA you've ever bought and you just want to replace your card, sign in as a guest, give them the serial number. They will ship you one. When you get it and prove that it works, you ship the other one back. No charge to you. So, I mean, it shouldn't happen, but at least they're being good about it. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's you got to you got to wonder how like you've been making these coolers for so long. Yeah. Yeah. And how you, you decide found to, a way to cool. shave 3 cents off of every cooler paint. Yeah, and, and, and then like not the to PM cool the didn't thing say like, "Well, how'd you do that?" <laughs> I don't know. It's it sucks. Uh and you know, I feel for anybody whose car died, EVGA is is, is a pretty good company in terms of support. So, I have no doubt that they're going to mm-hmm. You know, if, I love the idea that like, hey, even if nothing's happened to your card and you're not comfortable with it, you can send it back. Yeah, it is defective. They should swap it out. Yeah, I mean, simple as that. It's not. I don't know if it's technically defective. It's defective, uh, and, right? Well, it, it's not like overheating and catching on fire. If it's running them hot enough to where they're failing on I, people, I would like to see the. I haven't watched the video of the VRM that catches on fire or whatever, but like, link to they're, it. they're doing uh, it on purpose at that point. It right? was already no, it was already bust. It came home to a dead system. Oh, uh, it was already. And failed if you look at the video, it. he's already pl- unplugged the PCIe connectors. The problem is the VRM is dead, and just the the power draw coming through the PCIe slot gotcha. is enough to take make, that make it dead smoke. EWM and poof, yeah, away she goes. So the chances of it actually bursting into flames marginal, but the chances of the card dying well far higher from zero than we'd like. Yes. Correct. And yeah, just because I saw a couple of comments go by, if you RMA it, it has the pads and the new uh, VB BIOS installed in it. I, yeah, I would certainly hope so. If yeah, you buy anything shipped after today, <laughs> it has the new VB yeah, BIOS. Yeah, I think they said anything shipped at, after November 1st. Was yeah, or sorry, new, anything yeah. after yesterday. Yeah. Not necessarily anything you buy. So yeah, double check the model numbers before you pick one up. Going forward, the problem will be solved. Agreed. All right. Well, we'll keep an eye on it and see how that And hopefully happens. get one in to see how loud it gets. Yeah. Yeah. And if you can set it on fire. Or just, I just update a BIOS, right? And I'll know. So, uh, all right. Uh, on the other side of the table, PowerColor, a traditional AMD board partner, apparently built a laptop dock, right? Um, you did say that fast. Laptop, that's, that's a laptop dock? Laptop dock. That's uh, a laptop dock. And laptop what is the connection? This is Thunderbolt 3. Um, oh, and why okay. would your dock have a Thunderbolt 3 connection? Is it maybe because of the PCIe lanes? Yeah, sure. That might give you the chance to install a desktop GPU? Yes, correct. Into your dock? Oh, mm. yeah. I guess I didn't, cl- I didn't clarify that this was a external GPU laptop dock. I just okay. said laptop dock. Okay. Yeah, correct. Makes a little more sense. Now. So now you know why it looks like this. Uh, they tested it with an RX 480 in it, I guess. 
Uh, and what other features does it have on here? Obviously, if you're going to run Thunderbolt 2, you might as well have other stuff as well. Uh, umpteen billion different things, which I will have to quickly jump over to get the list from oh. because I well yeah the, actually you have it in, in right underneath a picture in your in your quote uh, extra storage uh, deny all knowledge USB peripherals gigabit LAN connectivity display output and charging all through one cable three hundred seventy five bucks for the devil box which is what they call it that's a weird uh, name but okay. Yeah. Power well, it's a has, weird look, too. They have the devil brand of graphics cards all day, oh. so it kind of makes a little bit more sense. Still not great. Um, and they do include a Thunderbolt 3 40 gigabit per second cable. They do indeed. Uh, add in the add in a $200 GPU, and you're about 600 bucks for this add-on, though. So $375 for a dock that gets you the ability to use a discrete graphics card seems like a little much to me still. Yeah. Like, I don't know. How long have we been seeing the promise of external <laughs> graphics docks? How long? Uh, quite a bit. A long time. I'm thinking like since 1999. You were dreaming when you said this, weren't you? I mean, you're right. So baby, I, I feel you, like I feel fast. like Thunderbolt is the answer, right? Like Thunderbolt is. Yeah, it's just the chips are expensive. <laughs> Is what will actually make it happen? Um, you know, Razer has their kit out. Alienware has their kit out. Uh, the the Razer one does use Thunderbolt. Alienware uses a proprietary connection. Yeah. Um, Intel pushed the Razer dock with their Skull Canyon Nook, right? Their little, uh, really small, yeah, all in one. Um, so, like, if Intel is kind of getting behind it, you get a little bit more potential for it being. Uh, accurate or, 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 you know, adopted, I guess I would say. Not not always the case. You know, Thunderbolt being a perfect example of a technology that Intel created that has not been adopted by everybody. <laughs> yeah. um, I love this idea. I just, I just think 400 bucks for the dock itself is too much. Yeah, it's almost the cost of the highest-end graphics card. Well, like, like it's- if you get that plus a $200 video card, you're at $600. You're, yeah. you're on the verge of being able to build a computer for that. Yeah. You know? Yeah, but you went with a gaming laptop to begin with. And you've got a MacBook well, Pro. The, no, the, you yeah. wouldn't go with a gaming laptop for this. That would defeat the purpose, right? The idea is that you just went with a laptop, like a thinner, lighter laptop that has Thunderbolt, right? I have an HP Spectre in that has Thunderbolt 3 connection on it. That would be a perfect well, Spectre was their gaming this. line. No. No. No? Okay. Uh, that's something. It's it's not that. I can, I can assure you that it's not that. It's definitely not that. Um so you get like this thin and light kind of ultrabook style, you know, dual core quad uh, threaded processor that's a thin and light for you to take around and, and travel. But it docks with a Thunderbolt three connection. Boom, you know, you go. That's the idea behind this. But I don't know. I guess if you're the type of person that has a, a fairly expensive thin and light machine already, then six hundred bucks for this to be able to play games. You know, you know. 400 plus whatever video card you want to put in there. Yeah. Um, if I had any confidence that this would be a long-term supported product, like, oh, Thunderbolt 3 is going to be here for a while, you know, laptops are going to have that connection for a while, et cetera, et cetera. I, mean, I think that's kind of the case. I, I don't know. It, what do you know? It's changed. Like, Thunderbolt 1 and 2 use mini DisplayPort connections, and Thunderbolt oh. 3 is a different type of connection. And maybe you could just buy a cable, or maybe there would be adapters maybe for Thunderbolt it. Thunderbolt 4 would be totally yeah. different. Yeah, right. It's just, it's just one of those things that's just like, eh. I'm not totally bought. Uh, I haven't totally bought in. Thunderbolt Four is just a PCI. But at two hundred bucks, you might say I'm willing to take a chance on that investment. But at four hundred bucks, 
Yeah. Maybe not. Pretty, pretty pricey. Yeah. Uh, speaking of cool gaming laptops, though, Jeremy. Hey, one last thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Have you noticed that, you know, we didn't write this up. and We probably should have. But Zotac is releasing an AMD-based product. Did you okay. see that? Uh, no. No, I guess not. Gosh, maybe I should dig through and, and see that. We should probably like post news things on this website we have. Uh, Zotac launches world-first AMD Radeon-powered gaming mini PC for VR. Uh, That's Zotac. Yeah. A traditional NVIDIA, NVIDIA partner. partner. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, you're right. That's okay. interesting. Wait, didn't we have an AMD-based Zotac mini PC that we gave away at... Uh, QuakeCon? QuakeCon? Or was that like a 960? No, those were NVIDIA-based. Yeah, that was those NVIDIA. Nine, that was a 960. Uh, I do. I will say, as a side note again, Fox sporting events use way too much slow-motion video unnecessarily. Like, <laughs> slow-motion no. high-fives, slow-motion no. smiles as they're walking out of the dugout, those types of things. I don't know. Anyway. Uh, yeah. uh, back to that other gaming laptop. Jeremy, you posted about this. This is the Dell Alienware 13. Um, available in a ton of different configurations, right? Um, but you know, you get different processors and displays and all that type of stuff. But the OLED screen option is what really stood out to me. But there's a lot to like about this, other than maybe the pink, the pink track. Uh, I really hope that they photoshopped it in there, but I know that they didn't. They did not. They did not. But I will say, it, it's is that an it's optional LED color? controllable, like the oh. keyboard and all the other lights. Yes, yeah, so you can turn yeah. it off. Yeah. Well, you can no, you can, you can make, make it, it another stop. color, or you can turn it off. So is it clear glass trackpad then? Is that what the? Uh, I think it's it's plastic. Just, I assume, and it's just. It's conducting the light somehow. They don't say, but it'll be some okay. sort of conductive acrylic yeah. thing. I don't know yeah. that I want a really bright thing right there, like when I'm trying to look at the screen. Understand. I wouldn't think so either. Yeah. And I mean, I know I'm the anti-RGB guy, but it's still, I just, this one, I don't understand. I get it. I get it. So what about the XPS, or what about the uh, Alienware 13 kind of is interesting though, right? So well, it's... Uh, you can buy a $250 dock for it where you can put an external GPU in. It's less than 375 That's it, true. It's 250 plus tax. Yeah. Uh, but no, the, the fancy thing about this are the two upper-end models, the 1800 uh, and the 2100, which for to start. They've got uh, an OLED screen in it, and apparently it is a gorgeous OLED screen. They pretty much all are. I, yeah. Well, the, the the cheaper two models are a TN and an IPS, which, you know, fair enough. So what? Do they say what the refresh rate is on the OLED screen? Uh, yes, and it's very quick. I don't mean yeah. the response time. I mean the uh, refresh oh, rate. Yes, I take that back. I, I believe they give the response time. I would assume it. 60 hertz. Yeah. Otherwise, they would have... No, they're, they, it is a, a G-Sync or Adaptive Sync. But they're both 1440p, which is... I'm under the choice. understanding, actually, uh, that OLED technology may not be compatible with variable refresh rate technologies. I mean, interesting discussion for us to have another time. But you've, you've got to give it coffee so it can keep up. Right, is organic after all. Yeah, that, that's true. Yeah. So you know, it's it's nice to see not just an OLED, an OLED screen, but also to see one that's 1440p. It's it's not 1080p. It's not 1366. This is nice. Uh, the top end model, uh, has PCIe S or sorry, both OLED models have PCIe SSDs as the storage. Sure. Another 
lovely step to see that this should start to become the baseline for more of the more expensive uh, laptops. I feel like it is. In some yeah. cases, not in all. Fair. You know, it, 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 it's getting there, but it, it's not quite there. And yeah, sure, throw a 500 uh, gigabyte drive in there, but that's my secondary drive for when I'm too lazy to remember my eSATA drive. Yeah. Uh, both of them are i7 6700 HQs, uh, so it's it's going to be powerful. It's going to be a wee bit loud, but it's powerful. And they all come with a GTX 1060, mm-hmm. not, not 1060M, GTX 1060 inside of it. Right. So the external dock, uh, as I said, hey, but in the last one, you bought a gaming laptop. Why plug it into something? Well, Alienware, they'll let you do it. Uh, Biohazard in the chat comments that the base model of this laptop comes with a 1366 by 768 TN display. Yes, yes, and that is interesting. <laughs> that's, well, that's bad. That's we bad. haven't gotten rid of it yet. But like, it is a 12 Everyone offers the base laptop. model, which is that awful 1366 TN screen. We've got to get rid of it at some point. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, twelve hundred bucks for the for a, a a base level kind of gaming laptop. That resolution kind of sucks. I hate to, I but you do get the ten sixty with it still. Yeah, yeah, you do. So I mean, you have no problem running thirteen sixty six by seven sixty eight resolution at games at sixty hertz. At sixty hertz, that's <laughs> for sure. Not a problem. Everything runs at sixty. But hertz. you know, the idea is maybe you hook it up to an external display. You know, that type of yeah. stuff. You just want something that's a little bit portable. I will say, I've seen these laptops uh, in person, the thirteen, fifteen, and seventeen. And they're actually really, really, really nicely built okay. devices. Um, I'm not a, a, a huge fan of all of the kind of modification, like lighting stuff they did. Like yeah. the trackpad is whatever, but you can turn it off if you don't want to. They have these lights along the edges of the laptop. I don't know if they if any of these pictures we, we can that see. Doesn't it seem to show it, it really. show the sides of it. No, they didn't have a good one with the but sides. But there's a light down the side of the monitor, and then there's a light down the side of the machine. Okay. And when it's closed, it looks cool. Like when the lid is closed, it looks cool. Even when the lid is open, it looks pretty neat. Um, but when you go to plug in something into one of the ports on the side, the LED light like kind of oh blinds you. Blinds that's you. the one you were talking about yeah. where you couldn't see the ports. You can't see the ports. Yeah. And I was like, hey guys, that's stupid, you know. And they're like, shit. <laughs> like, like yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I was like, oh, let me see what port you have on the side of it. And I kind of had to like block the LED light with my it's hand like, a little bit. I can't see the side of it. Yeah, uh, but very nice designs. Otherwise, uh, uh, and you could turn the LED lighting off. I would imagine you so. can. Yes, you can. So what do you need sure. to? So instead of it lighting up your port so that you could see where you're putting, you have to turn yeah. the lights off so that you could see where you're yeah. plugging your thing in. All right, our last. You're news. either blinded by the light or wrapped up like a deuce. <laughs> yeah. Our last news item: a motor eater in the height. <laughs> Skyrim special edition. Um, I will. I will tell you, like. I was kind of excited for this, and now I'm not anymore. <laughs> what was it? Um, what was supposed to be so exciting? About it was it? supposed to be like a remastered edition of Skyrim. Yeah, they released uh, on you know PC. A lot, a lot of my friends that are into gaming stuff, like there were all sorts of posts talking about, oh, it's it's coming out, it's coming out, it's out now, and like I can't download it yet or whatever. So apparently, it's a it's a remastered version of Skyrim, is all it is. Okay. Uh, and the first thing I heard that was negative about it was that like uh, on the console version, at least I don't know if it was in the PC version, like the audio tracks were lower fidelity than the both. game was originally. Noticeably, what I've heard that was both. 
Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah the, the person noted it. Right. And now like there's a patch coming out that will apparently like download the put, higher put res, the higher audio res audio files back. on your, on your system. So when that all, was the first thing. Cause like the music of Skyrim is awesome. When compressed time, audio, but. which is already, I mean, you know, compression codecs are pretty good. Mm-hmm. And when you crank it down that low that people are noticing that the fidelity is I lower. Know. I don't know. Yeah. And you then, see what people do to JPEGs? Well, that's true. Too. And the visual quality, like this is this, I'm sure people are picking out the most egregious examples, but like, from what I've seen, there are very few instances of like positive changes or dramatically positive changes to the yeah. quality of the game. Um, especially if you consider how much the aftermarket mod community has been able to do to Skyrim over the last several years. Like if you look at these screenshots, you know, this is the original up top. This is the opening scene of the game, essentially, uh-huh. right? And this is the special edition down here. I feel like the top one stone looked better well the bottom one looks a little bit washed out like and there's like there's all yeah. kinds of things that could be going on here like the gamma well, was set that's wrong it's lighting HDR, uh foggy area yep. they've they've changed the lighting dramatically so I've, I've played two hours of the special edition okay okay and it does look better but yeah you're going to be able to pick and choose some areas where they have changed the lighting dramatically and just like that you think oh this looks washed out and it's crap Right, but if you're sitting in there and you're looking around, you notice a lot more lighting effects than there were before. Yeah, and so yeah, you take a screenshot and you're like, "That looks like crap." Well, look around and see how things change. I'm not, you know, giving carte blanche to to Bethesda and saying this is the greatest thing ever, but after playing a couple hours, it's it is a significant improvement in overall quality and. <clears throat> One of the things that I noticed is, say, you know, when I had the original Skyrim and I applied all these mods to it, and one was, you know, thicker trees and bushes and undergrowth. Mm-hmm. Well, third-party characters that followed you around sometimes would get stuck in, like, trees and shit. And well, it was, was annoying. So you had to save those mods to get the characters out of these areas. And... um uh, that so far hasn't happened that I have seen in in this one. So, well, it's because you, know, you don't have any I, mods I think anymore. If you applied all these mods before to to Skyrim, you did it in the proper order with the DX nine thirty two bit executable. Right, you would have a similar, if not a little bit better, experience. But this one works out of the box. It's sixty four bit. You can then add further mods to it here in the future once people start developing them. So if you really love Skyrim and if you're kind of like me and you've only spent like six or eight hours on the original Skyrim. Wait, really? That's a nice thing. Wow. Yeah, I know. I've hardly ever played it. Yeah. I mean, if you've never played it before, that seems great. Like if I already own it, you have to buy it again though, right? Well, if if you you bought every single bit of DLC available, it's yours for free. Okay. Yeah. I got mine for free. Yeah. Otherwise it's 40 bucks. Fifty bucks up here in Canada. Fifty And I I agree with Josh in that it's a nice new platform to build off of. Right. Because like even the official high resolution texture mod that they put out, like that Bethesda put out, does make it look as on the PC about as good as it does on what I've heard about this new special edition. Right. It, it's sort of already wrapped in, and the lighting effects have gone up. 
but all of your mods are dead. Any save games you had with mods, that, well, you're you're starting over from scratch again. So it's is the modding community willing to sort of start from scratch or go back to an old project they've already tossed out to make it work again on this? Because with 64-bit addressing, once you've added that 130-second mod, it might not crash every time your left eye blinks, which right. is kind of a good thing. Uh, that'll be a plus. So we'll see. Uh, yeah. Early days and, oh, the other thing, if when you first started Skyrim and you love those bugs, like when your FPS went above 60 hertz and the, the, the horse sort of took off, yeah, it's all back again. Those, all, those still exist. It's all, no, it's all back again. Nice. Nice. So we'll see. All right, everybody. That is it for our new stuff. Let's get to our picks of the week. A quick update here. It looks like we have a tie ball game. Everybody, six to six no! in the bottom of the eight. Yep. There was a two-run homer that occurred. I uh, hope nobody DVR'd this and they're waiting for tomorrow night to watch it. But no. Yes, I'm okay. sure they'll be able to avoid the spoilers tomorrow. Yeah. All right, so here we go. Uh, my pick is I just found this today. This is a thing called Bloxels, um, and it is a thing for kids that essentially you build – a character using physical um, let me go back here you build a character with like a physical play set right and then you scan it with a tablet app right it uses the camera and it scans it into a game and then you can use the same blocks um, to build a level as well huh and then you take a picture of it and scan it and it puts it into uh, the game right so I'm trying you, to find you- out yeah, you, so here's you, you you scanned a dildo and the no. pink wall dungeon, didn't you? No, no, no. So it's like so here's here's what it is. It's it, it looks like cuz you you basically are building pixel art in this thing, right? And then you use the camera to capture it, right? So there's like your first room of the level, right? So there's looks like there's water and then lava, like different colors represent different things. Sure. Uh and then you, you know, you dump it out, you build the next thing. Um and you can even uh, like let's see where's yeah he builds a character right there, and then you again use the tablet you scan it and puts it into the into the game and now you play as that character on the levels that you created. Huh. Um, it's pretty cool. Obviously, this is something you know that's beyond where my kid would be able to use it yet. Um, but it's a neat idea. It kind of like teaches level design, teaches uh, uh, some interesting some interesting things around that. Um, it's called Bloxels, B-L-O-X-E-L-S. Um, and let's see, where is our price on here? This is an interesting idea to get two ninety nine. Get the pixel art into the you. game just by... It's like a light bright, but you can scan it. Proceed to the Bloxels store. So uh, a Classroom 10-pack is four fifty. That scared me for a little 50 while. Bucks. 50 bucks. Yeah, Bloxels Video Game Builder Kit, $50. So I, that's a kind of a pretty that's a cool thing, good Christmas gift idea if you're looking for something for a, a kid around uh, you know the appropriate ages for that and yeah, see what you got. Uh, who is next? Should be the Jeremy. Jeremy. What do you got? King Jeremy, the wicked. Not much. It, it's it's been a week, but if you need cheap old storage up here in Canada. It's it's not a bad deal. Two eighty for the five gig Western Digital Black, five terabyte. It's it's not 
so bad. The five and TBs. It, it it is five whole TBs for two eighty Canadian. Yeah. What's that uh, work out to in US? Is it one to one still? Oh uh, no, it's been a long time since that. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. Although uh, I was say, like, U- U.S., you can get like the six terabyte for like three hundred. Yeah. So. so yeah, the six terabyte is not on sale. Uh, the five terabyte is. The five terabyte, in fact, costs you less than a couple of a pair of two terabytes that I looked at. Hmm. Cool. And it beats trying to find an extra couple of SATA ports. It's just oh, one or <laughs> one eSATA. You're done. Yeah. You're happy. Yeah. All right, Josh. Anything interesting? Okay. Yeah. No. Cool. Moving on then. Mm. Yeah. Oh. I like toothpicks. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. You can pick them up for two ninety nine for like a five hundred pack. Okay. You just have to grasp the toothpick gently in between your thumb and forefinger. Insert in between teeth. I mean, really, you can use any finger. It doesn't have to be your forefinger. How many times do you grab things like this? More. Don't ask. Don't answer. More that often question. than no. you might yeah. think. So anyhow, what do you really in my how real many job, toothpicks fit on this thing? A lot. You could you could do a lot of toothpicks on my pig. So what do we got? Uh, anyway, <clears throat> Elite Screens. They make some pretty solid products for not a whole lot of money. So with the Sable Border, it's a hundred inch. It's got a good screen to it. I put this dang thing together for my work. The thing's massive. Only $199. If you got a nice short throw projector like we had reviewed mm-hmm, last mm-hmm. week, this is a fantastic thing. I think, in fact, Sebastian got something very similar to this. And his wife was was very happy until she discovered the cost of the projector. <laughs> right, yes. But if I you're going to do projection be. in a room that, is not going to have a lot of side lighting. This is a nice, bright screen. It's easy to put together. It's massive. And you're going to be happy with it for a long, long time. All right. There right. You and what uh, is the brightness on it? I have no idea. The brightness depends on the projector. Projector. <laughs> or sorry, on gain. 1.1 1. 1 gain. Oh, was the gain. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, not the brightness, the gain. All right, Alan, <sighs> finish it up. So uh, there's a lot of different kinds of earbuds, turns out, that use this connector called MMCX. That's like a little quick disconnect. It looks like a little mini coaxial snap-in kind of thing. Okay. Uh, and, oh, darn, they're, I guess they're sold out, so the price isn't listed right now. But um, mm-hmm. this thing was like 30 bucks. Mm-hmm. It's like a Bluetooth cord. That just is the thing that connects the left and right earbuds, and it's super lightweight, and it just, you know... So it converts your earbuds into wireless Yeah, converts them into Bluetooth wireless. And there have been cords like this made by some of the higher-end companies, like, uh, who is it, Westone or something? Is that the name of one of them? Yeah. That makes it... But that, that, their cable is like 200 bucks or something for the same functions that this one is for 30 bucks. Okay. Um, the only thing I noticed is that if your earbuds are like super, super sensitive, like when this is on, there's like a really slight, really low level background noise, just like, you know, interference noise just from the thing running, right. I guess. Oh, like my connection. Uh, basically. Yeah. It's kind of like, no, it's actually much better than, than Jeremy's. <laughs> connection. Um, 
but as far as like the sound quality and everything it's like you know it's good right um you know definitely passable um and for, and heck for 30 bucks for making your that's that's a pretty good idea yeah you know, actually it just yeah. it just makes the earbuds into wireless earbuds you know and uh it lasted me like so listening like mowing my lawn and stuff took lasted like three hours or so okay. just continuous use it's um, from a company named Poyatu. Yeah, it's really it's Poyatu. it's. I mean, they're kind of hard to come by. Apparently, like there were only a few left in stock when I ordered them. Number one new release in stage and studio patch cables. Yeah, I don't know what that means exactly. But. Uh, you might want to. So, what are you using these for? Just when I don't want to have a cord connected to my to my earbuds, like doing yard work okay. and stuff. Hmm. You know, just makes it a little bit easier. Don't have to worry about snagging the the cord coming out of my pocket onto like you know power tools for the lawn right <laughs> it's tough yeah. but those tend to be sore on the ears doesn't it uh yeah yeah kind of tries to rip your especially with the cords for the the shores because they wrap all over your ear and then down the back so when something does yank on it it tries to like rip your ear off mm, that's not great so it's yeah it's that's not, not the best mm. anyway all right uh that's the Poy- poyatu mmcx bluetooth cable I hope at least more stuff like this comes out uh, that's, you know, similar price. Because prior to that, the only solution was that other one that was like a couple hundred bucks. Yes, that was great. Yeah. All right. uh, That is going to do it for our first podcast in the new church studio, which obviously changes everything. Uh, It turns out it's... Did you like it? It's literally the exact same thing from the other place. Yeah. The light's a little bit further away. Get on that. I, I think it's okay. We just need to we just need to tweak things here and there. I, we got lights pointed the wrong places, cables hanging down, in all kinds of spots. I don't know. We'll we'll figure it out. Uh, again, pcpro.com slash podcast is the URL. You can find all the back episodes, uh, show notes, links to all the stories we talked about, uh, videos, audio files, all that type of stuff. Uh, will be included there, and you can find links to you know our subscription page or our YouTube page or whatever else. Uh, it is you're looking for. So we want to thank everybody for hanging out and we will be back next week with another episode of the PC Perspective Podcast. I'm Ryan Schrout. I'm Jeremy Hellstrom. This really wasn't a short podcast and I'm Josh Walworth. I'm Alan Malmontano. Bye. If you enjoyed this content, consider supporting in-depth technical content by contributing at patreon.com slash pcper.